Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone had a great week so far. We had a great week. We broke bread. We top the charts. We're just still chart topping queens. Mogul energy everywhere. Last night was the second episode of Breaking Bread. So much fun. If you joined, thank you for joining. We it was a journey, you know. It was a journey. If you were there, you know. Yes, it was exciting. We also yesterday was like the busiest day ever because you know meetings, 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 mogul, mogul, mogul. We also vlogged our entire day because a lot of people are like, you guys work for an hour a day. Actually, bitch, no, we don't, and we vlogged it to prove it. Okay, we did a whole day in the life. What it's like to be a mogul. Yeah. Um, it's up on our Patreon now. We had meetings, meetings, meetings. We spent time with. Harry, you do get like a peek at Harry's like stomach. So it's kind of sickening. It is pretty sickening. It was a Harry-licious day, but also a working day. Very busy, but good. And now we're sliding into the end of the week. And I did cheat the week. It's a three-day week for me. But, you know, a week is a week, no matter how you slice it. And we're getting through. I actually don't think I agree with that. A week is not a week, no, no matter how is. you slice like, it. Even though Monday and Tuesday I wasn't here in the studio, like, I was still suffering through week things. No. A no. week is a week, no matter how you slice it. No. I said what I said. I'm not going to agree with you. A week is not a week. A Monday, a five-day work week is not the same as, like, when you get, you know, the Monday off, you know? No, of course. But still, it's the week and you made it to the next one. No. It doesn't count. Like, in, in the life cycle of like hard weeks it doesn't count I had a hard week <laughs> yeah um last night was the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills did you watch nope because my YouTube TV subscription paused and it didn't record my shows until I went to watch it and they were like update payment which I eventually did but I'd already missed the recording okay that's so funny because I literally got a bill no I texted you guys and I was like is anyone else having a spectrum outage and you guys are like no turns out I haven't paid my bill in literally three months I'm on auto, auto pay like who the fuck doesn't use auto pay? And they just, just they turned it off. So I got a bill. They're like, you literally owe us three months of cable, Wi-Fi, and home phone. And I was literally going to get my cable shut off. My, my Wi-Fi was being spotty because they were turning it off. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, my God, am I okay? Were you like, oh, my God, I have to film a live show? You know, it's just like, wh- uh, who, turned, who the fuck turned off my auto pay? I know who it was. It was yeah. Olivia. <laughs> I'm telling you, Olivia is always up in my Spectrum account. One time, Olivia did the most annoying thing. I'm a generous sister. She needed like a login for some, you know, app to use my, if you use your cable. So I give it to her and Shapiro. I'm so generous. Literally, I get a call from Olivia and she's like, you owe me like $500. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, like when I logged into your your Spectrum, I started paying your bill by accident. 
instead of mine. I'm like, that literally sounds like a you problem. Like I gave you my login and now I owe you $500. Thanks girl. I'm like, this is not going to work for me. Um, so yeah, I almost got my, my Wi-Fi shut off, which was just like so crazy. Well, I did get my TV turned off. Tough times. Tough times. And it was too late for me to like wait for the next airing. So I didn't watch it, which I felt bad about. Um, but I, then I just went to sleep. I will talk about it a little bit at the end. It wasn't like a crazy eventful episode. Feel free to spoil. We're like, we're in this weird plateau space where like none of the women are fighting, but like they all like hate each other. It's just mm. weird. It wasn't a very good episode and something needs to happen soon because they're making moments that aren't moments. For sure. But it sounds like something happens in Aspen that we can yes, all look yes. forward to. So this was like a nice boring trip. It did make me want to go to Mexico though. Like I that love boat a boring trip. trip. Sometimes I personally don't need drama in my life. Agreed. I'm a drama free girly and I like to see friends being friends on a boat. That's just me, though. Yes, I agree. I do think sometimes, like, it's so manufactured that it's like, I'd rather see these women getting along. Yeah. But, like, it's not that fun when they get along, this group. Yeah, especially because they do all secretly hate each other. Right, but, like, I think in Potomac... some. In Potomac, when they get along, like, there's nothing better, but they're never getting along. Yeah. So I agree with you, but this group, it's not working. It's really not that tight. There's also, like, a huge divide in the group, like, the new girls and the old girls. Yeah. And even the old girls, I feel like, are starting to hate each other. Like, I think Kyle's, like, getting over Erica. Well, I think because... The, uh, Kyle like cares about what the audience thinks about her and like being really close with Erica and Rinna is not good for her Q score. It's not. Rinna is insufferable. Like mm. really insufferable. But yeah. I'll get into it in the end of the show. Um, we've got fat five pretty atrocious stories. No, no. I feel good about okay, them. Okay, okay. I feel good about them. And we also have the power of the brass and straws. And I meant to let everyone know like when I did the meet and greet, not only were we singing Brass and Stress and probably every other person. Do you see the girls with the Bryce and Stress and shirts? We should make merch. 100%. But also, like, everyone, a lot of people were talking about how they're living for, like, the Butters mystery. I know. Should, olive. Should we give an update? Dog walk dynamic. We did find out who Mystery belongs to. Mystery is an influencer. You know, Mystery's mom is an influencer. So, like, it wasn't that hard. A couple people sent it to us and were like, what are the chances that this is Mystery? And we're like, oh, 100%. Who else names their dog Mystery? No, and also, like, we've seen Mystery. That's exactly what Mystery looks right. like. So it's either the same breed and the same name. But we didn't describe to you guys what Mystery looked like. So you were like, here's a dog named Mystery. And it's Mystery. Well, obviously. Like, Wait. Mystery solved. No, Mystery is mysterious no longer. No longer. Um, I haven't seen Butters, actually, in, in a minute. Butters comes through a lot with Bryce. And the afternoon walk. Yeah, they're kind of like a duo by happenstance. I told you I saw Butters like literally go after Bryce one day in, yeah. in my hallway. But Bryce has learned to defend himself. He's not afraid. He won't back down from a fight. Mm -hmm. Bryce thinks that he's much bigger than he is. He does. And he can handle Butters, please. please. Don't worry about Bryce. But so the boys are doing well, the boys and girls. Is mystery a girl or a boy? It's a mystery. No. Is Butters a boy? Butters definitely a boy. Butters is a boy because his name on Instagram is, is a mister. Don't say it. And don't, please do not blow up these please, people's guys, dog's please, Instagram please. account. Like, like, can we just have this fun thing Can we have this one us? thing? Like, I don't need to, Butters' mom to hear that I said he was aggressive and wears a muzzle, okay? <laughs> mystery is a man, and his mother sometimes calls him Mr. E. Got it, And got that's it. a good way to remember it, even though... I would have totally thought it was so a So it's, it's a pack of boys. It's a pack of boys. Oh, I didn't realize that. Pack. Wow. The boys are back. The boys are back. Wow, that's so good to hear that Theo has, like, you know, a nice, solid friend group. Like a clique. He has a friend group. Who do you think is the massy block of the group? Ooh. Bryce. I'm thinking Butters. <laughs> no. Butters is... Mystery is Claire. No, no. Mystery is Claire. Mystery is like Alicia. Like, you're not going to mess with her. She, like, 
she'll mess with you. Like, don't mess with her. She's set in her ways. Who's Calaire? Gotta reread the clickbooks. I feel like we, we rewatched the movie recently. I think for Toast Movie the of the movie Week. The movie is literally like Oscar worthy drama. Yeah. Did I invite you to my BBQ? Then why you all up in my grill? What do you want? Stare. <laughs> that movie's so fucking good. Are you from Moscow? Then why are you Russian? Oh, that's good. I don't remember that one. I think are, it's from the book. If you have a daughter, you know, God willing, that one, are you gonna have her read those books? Ooh. Probably not, because even though they're so good. But, like, we grew up in a culture yes. of, like, where the cool thing was, like, Mean, mean. Girls. The click. Like, that was the movie of our generation, Mean Girls. And now if you act that way, like... Cancels. <laughs> like, literally not going to college. Like, you have to... That's just not how things no, work. No, you're anymore. 100% right. Like, and I actually talk about that a lot in my um, New York Times bestselling novel, Girl With No Job, available on Amazon. How, like, we were raised in the era of, like, mean girls bringing on. Like, it was, like, cutthroat, cutthroat, mean, cool table, loser table, yeah. nerd, band geek. Like, now if you're at the loser table, like, that's the cool table. Yeah, no. And it's, like, if you want to get anywhere in this life, like, you've got to be at the loser table now. <laughs> yeah. And you can't even call it the loser table. And it's not the loser <laughs> table. It's just, like, not the cool table, you know? Yeah, no, it's, like... What would the table be called? Sexually active band geeks? <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, okay, so your children will not be reading the click. Right? No, I know. Like, you really don't want to, like, set them up for failure. Like, they come, just, they come a, from a canceled mom. You don't want that they, for them. We live in a different world. It's true. It's true. I wonder what the click equivalent will be when we have, like, teenagers. Well, we wouldn't know yet. That's exciting, though. We should get on that. It should, we should write it. We should write it. Bryce, Strice, Dyson, Thrice. Brazen, Strassen. Brazen, Bryce, um, I miss Bryce. Always and forever in my heart. We should bring the boys tomorrow. Stryday? Stryday. Bringing both boys is hella chaotic. I know, but it's like if we, if no major news breaks that we need to put on, you know, our Diane Sawyer Which we do all the time. For, then why not have a chaotic Strassen energy? Strassen energy, I mean, Strassen is... Is best, so I'm never gonna say no. Stress is right. The stress is right. <laughs> New TV show, The Price is Right? Nah. The, the stress, stress is right. right? Yeah. All right, I feel like we've LARPed enough. Okay, that felt really good just Larpy. to get that out. LARPio. Sometimes you just need to get it out. 100%. So now, without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by Peloton. Ooh, yeah. You might not feel motivated to get up and get moving, but Peloton, truth. Peloton is here for you. They have a team of world-class instructors that are ready to motivate you 24-7. Peloton instructors are highly trained fitness professionals who motivate you throughout every workout, whether you're a regular at the gym or someone who is new or getting back into working out. Whatever your fitness level, Peloton instructors don't just teach, they motivate. Peloton has thousands of live and on-demand classes, so you can always keep it fresh. From cycling and strength training to yoga and running, you can experiment with new types of movements judgment-free at a level and pace that feels good for you. I know that you are a Peloton ambassador, I an love unpaid ambassador. Oh, now paid. Right. I love my Peloton. As you all know, I do think my bike misses me these days. I do opt for some tread classes right now, but I think the whole app in general is like, girl, get back here, which I, I love to come back to Peloton. And you know what? I think this ad is reminding me, why not get on the bike today? I think I'm ready for the bike. Um ready come and find me if you want to follow me on peloton my name is jackie ow i am really good at class curation because i look at the music first and i you know all the instructors are great but 
Some really mesh with your personality. Peloton classes are more personal than food, more personal than comedy, but there is an instructor out there for you. There is. Right now is the perfect time to try out Peloton. The Peloton Bike Plus is now $500 less. It is the best price yet, and it includes free delivery and setup. There are more game-changing prices available on the original Peloton Bike and the Peloton Tread. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. That's OnePeloton.com. And today's episode is also brought to you by First Leaf. It feels like you need a degree in grapes to find a great wine. You can shop by label, I guess, or you can try to remember what tannins are, but it should be easier, and that's why First Leaf does the hard work for you. They make it simple to discover new wines you'll love without the hit or miss. First Leaf samples over 10,000 wines a year from around the world, and they select only the finest bottles. They take the time to learn what you like, what you don't like, and then they'll send you world-class wines tailored to your taste. It's so easy to find wines you love with First Leaf. Um... I've never been like very into like learning about like sense, swift, swirl, sip, spit, nodes. And first leaf just makes me feel like a queen who can like, oh, do you just want this bottle of red? Like come over to my house. Like this like small label that I've discovered. It's like an indie winery. Uh Yeah. I'm not like other girls. Um, And first leaf is doing all the hard work for you because shopping for wine is labor intensive. It's intellectually stimulating and it's too hard. Um, And you don't want to carry all those wine bottles home. So try, try, try first leaf. It doesn't get simpler. They're, if you're not happy with the wine you receive, they will credit you for another. So sign up today and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. So that's six bottles of wine for under $40. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash toast. That's try, T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash toast to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Tryfirstleaf.com slash toast. That's truly an unbeatable price. Like, wine girlies know. Wine girlies know. Okay, let's get into our first story. Some sad couple news. We talked about it on Breaking Bread last night, so if you were there, you already already know. know. That Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker have broken up after two years together. The Kardashian star and Phoenix Sun shooting guard have broken up after two years a source close to Kendall tells E! News the source shared this is the quote this is the information that we're working with as to why but you know schedules different people quote Kendall but it worked for two years maybe he's not obsessed with health maybe Kendall and Devin hit a rough patch recently and been split for about a week and a half. The couple had a really nice time in Italy together during Courtney's wedding. The insider explains, but quote, once they got back, they started to feel like they weren't aligned and realized they have very different lifestyles. Kendall told Devin she wanted space and time apart, according to the source who shared they have been in touch since and do care about one another. The insider also knows it might not be a permanent breakup. They both hope to make it work, but as of now, they are split. Take all of that with a grain of salt. Right. Aside from the fact that they're broken up. Because if it's if it's a Kardashian-related story and it doesn't come from TMZ, like, I don't know. And TMZ didn't break this. So let's just keep that in mind. But under the assumption that this is true, I find this really sad. And I'm also really shocked by it because I felt like they were a great couple. Like, and really, when people are private, like, you know it's legit. You know, and we knew nothing about them other than the fact that they were together and that they were private. Yeah. And that they were good looking. And then every of once course. in a while we'd get a picture and it was premium. Yeah. And I liked that. I liked that for Kendall. Yeah. And you know what's really sad? Stormy of it all. Yeah, I know. That's what everyone's saying. Is that what I saw? Um, I didn't know that Stormy was so obsessed with him until the some of the Italy pictures emerged. Mm-hmm. And oh, and Kendall said it on one of the late night shows. 
Got it. And then I saw Nori's Black Book posted that she was thinking of Stormy right now. Because if you don't know, allegedly Stormy is obsessed with Devin. Like in love, like, obsessed. Just like lights up when he comes around. But these are the unintended consequences of dating while all your sisters have kids, you know? And you bring them around the kids and yeah. kids get very attached. And I'm sure you don't think about it, but you know, this is someone who might have been important to Stormy and some of the other kids. And... Stormy's going to think that, like, Devin abandoned her because obviously it's not appropriate for him to still hang out with Stormy. You think? Yeah. Uncle Devin? If Devin and Travis were really close, which I don't know that they are, then it might be more appropriate. But, like, no. Like, a 30-year-old man hanging out with a child No, is of weird. course they're not going to hang out one-on-one, but he could still come around. You know, the girls keep the men in the loop. They do. That's true. That's, like, a very unique Kardashian and characteristic. They keep these weenies around. I just don't think that this is a contentious breakup because I don't think... I don't know Devin whatsoever I, mean, I don't think I've ever heard him speak or anything but these two just seem drama free you know yeah. I could see Kendall being like we're cool we're friends like it's she, all I mean chill. she's not like other girls you know she can be friends with her ex yeah exactly she's the type yeah like you know straight guys and straight girls can be friends so maybe this doesn't mean the end for Stormy no but it, I think it, it's the end of the relationship and now it's like we have to add her to the list ooh, ooh. Can actually him too because he's super yeah, of eligible. Course. Of course, he's super eligible, and apparently he's really good at basketball. Have yeah, you heard very that? good. Is there anyone on our list who might be compatible with Kendall already? With and Kendall. for those who are new here, this is our list of young, oh. sexy Hollywood single people who we might want to set up with each other. Oh, Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan, Chris Evans, Sean Mendez. I don't actually. Like, I actually could see Kendall dating Shawn Mendez just like because I feel like they're both kind of like weird. Like, you know, like I can't explain it, but like. You know, no, like, I don't see it. Remember when that he fake dated Haley Bieber for that the Met Gala? Such a unique moment in history, and then she dead ass got married like six months later. Yeah, that was weird. That was that was like textbook PR. And he like said in an interview, he was like, "Yeah, no, I was like, we like fully set it up. Like it was fraudulent, and they both admitted it." Appreciate the honesty. I do appreciate the honesty, a hundred percent. But that was also like it had potential that couple. But that like was weird because like. To be spotted. Oh, I guess for the I could f- add Camila Cabello to our list too. Even though she was spotted out with the founder of Locks Club. Yeah. Which felt like a Locks Club like partnership. I can't explain it. Oh, yeah. I guess it would behoove him to be spotted as a date right. an eligible bachelor. And like the headline was like Camila Cabello. Yeah. And Locks Club was in the headline. Yeah. And maybe you didn't know Locks Club is a dating app, and now now you know. Now you know. Um, but that guy is hot, Austin, the the founder, the founder of Locks Club. Extremely good looking. Um, back to our list. Back to our list. Back to Haley Bieber. Oh, yeah. So now that I'm thinking about it more, like the fact that they made their debut as a couple on the Met Gala red carpet is so weird because people don't really do that. No. They get like spotted first. You know what? It was just like, it was small time. It was small potatoes, you know? That's like, now they're both bigger stars. They would never do it now. And they moved on to bigger and better things. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. No, and maybe they wouldn't be where they are now if it weren't for that cringy moment. (laughs) That's like how God works. You know, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. God works in mysterious, cringy ways. God works in mystery. Mystery Dow Jones. Mystery, period. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready for our next story? I am. Jesse Smollett insists that he's not a piece of shit, says he gained clarity from jail. Sure. Disgraced actor Jesse Smollett professed his innocence and insisted he's not a piece of shit. Smollett, who was found to have paid two men to pretend to be racist and homophobic, homophobic 
Donald Trump supporters and attack him with a noose and bleach, was sprung from a Chicago jail in March after serving a six-day sentence. The 40-year-old actor addressed his highly publicized trial on Sway Calloway's serious... 40? Yeah, that was an interesting factoid. He's giving, like, 26, because, like, only, like, a young, immature... Person. It's like a childish thing to do, you know? Yeah, no... Uh, he was on Sway in the morning, claiming he did not lie about the attack. He said, if I had done this, I'd be a piece of shit. And I don't think that's really questionable, Smollett said in the episode that aired on Monday. I actually do think it's questionable because we're all sitting here questioning you know, it. When there was a trial and everything. Right, right, right. Um, Here's the thing. like, In general, you know, people make mistakes mm-hmm. and... There, I believe in redemption too. and all that jazz. You have to acknowledge But if you're going to still lie, if you're going to stick to the same Jenny, lie. he can't. He, he's <laughs> in so deep. He literally went to jail. Like, he cannot now claim Why? that he... He could say it now that the trial's over and... Because that's the only way to move forward from this. You know, a sit-down interview where you cop to it. As long as he maintains the lie, like, there's... There's nothing to say. Yeah. But I, I can't see a world in which he tells the truth. Like, that would be insane. Because, like, even now, like, we know no, he, Every time I see him sticking Jackie. to this, I'm shocked. I'm shocked that... I thought he was saying he's not a piece of shit. Like, he didn't mean it. And he's right. sorry. No. Okay. But let's say... The reason why he can't do it is because... We all know, like, this was a big, fat lie. Like, it was... We all know. There was a trial and there's everything. there's, like, half a percent where it's, like... Well, no, maybe there's literally the possibility is there. But if he comes out and says he lied, like there's no possibility that there's no possibility that he's telling the truth. The jury had to be beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I can't believe he's and it's out like here doing press. And innocent until proven guilty, and you are proven guilty. So true. When, when does that part, when does the hammer Kick come in. down on that part? Such a good call. Also, I find it like shocking that he's doing press. Like, Let's say we got an email, like, dead ass, like, Juicy Smollier wants to come on this show. Mm-hmm. We would obviously do it, right? Yeah, that's, generally speaking, when there's someone who, like, we've talked crap about, I actually don't feel the need to interview Same. them, but this would be different, yeah. No, and, like, do you think, like, I would be, like, nervous. I'd be like, no, you definitely didn't do it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, not good at, like, confrontation. That's why yeah, I would never be, why, like, a housewife. Like, right, and that's also why we can't have people on who, like, we're not interested in fighting with, like, no. in being confrontational. We want to support people. If right. we can't support you, you shouldn't be on the show. That's true, but, like, I don't think we could give up, like, the no, opportunity. Because we, we could go from number two on the spot. Spotify charts to, to number, number one. one. Joe who? 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 The what experience? <laughs> <laughs> oh the toast experience. That's what it is. <laughs> um, so no, sometimes I do sit and think, like, because I'm a delusional queen. Like, if I had Juicy Smollier on the show, like, let's go. Yeah, hypothetically, dive what into I say. It. I know in like actuality, I would be like, I'm so sorry you went through that. <laughs> but like, I like to think I would be like. Why did you lie? I like to think that we would yeah. be like that too. I like, I'd like to think I'd be like, you know literally nobody believes you. Like, do what, you can go on as many podcasts as you want, but like, you're a big liar. Yeah, I wonder how Sway handled it. Yeah. Good for Sway. I guess we should have listened to the interview before yeah. reporting on it. <laughs> no. Um, no. No. No, Juicy, wishing, you, wishing you the best, but like, you gotta go. Like, the public life is not for you. Like, no, there are very, very, very few things in this life that you cannot come back from. And this is one of them. Especially if you continue to maintain the, the lie. lie. If you want to, you know, hold yourself accountable 
for, say you're sorry. Go to therapy. Like, we I would still be, think you're a fucking freak. For sure, but we could begin the journey of forgiveness. It humanizes you, yeah. Um, also, is a Chris Brown story a story? Yes. Okay, because that's a good segue of things people can't come back from. Let's get into you it. You know me, I'm not a cancel girly. Like, I don't believe. But there are a couple people who I believe should. So fans are slamming Normani for working with abuser Chris Brown on a new song. Normani is being annihilated by fans online for appearing in Chris Brown's music video As for his should. new song, We, parentheses, Warm Embrace. The former Fifth Harmony singer shared a snippet via Instagram on Tuesday, which showed her dancing sensually with and even kissing the controversial crooner. Oh. The comments section popped off, quote, girl, what the fuck? Literally. <laughs> quote, literally. <laughs> That's... That's the comment. Like, what the fuck? Quote, but I'm so confused. Others urged her to, quote, delete the post with some calling it, quote, disappointing. Another, quote, we were all rooting for you, broken heart. That's a good Others one. Others were more specific about their qualms, writing, quote, why would you link up with a man like him? Quote, could have worked with anyone else but someone with multiple abuse allegations? Quote, I can't believe we're still working with him. And quote, no, not the abuser. No, it's true. Like, what what is with like people are obsessed with cancel culture like you fart in the wrong direction like your career is over we have literal photo proof of chris brown physically abusing a woman who's a public figure like this chris brown thing like never stuck and remember when he did that music video freaky friday and like kendall was in it like that was fucking loser energy on kendall's part i think that like the way that people will not let go of chris brown is really suspicious and weird yeah and also it the problematic behavior continued past rihanna like of course uh, but it was just with less fate like rihanna's the biggest singer in the world like that was you couldn't ignore that yeah I think this Chris Brown thing is so weird. I've always thought about it. Like, not to keep referencing my book, but I did talk about it in my book. Like, some cancel culture is so stupid because it's so, like, not nuanced. Like, there's unequal punishment for equal crimes. Actually, yeah, no, it's not. The punishments often don't match the crimes, but sometimes the cancel like, cancellation sticks sometimes, and sometimes they're lifted but it's with for people like Chris Brown, you know? Right, no, and it's like, that's the exact type of person who shouldn't be like let back in like if yeah. he wants to go live he should live a private life but i think he still has a record label he releases music it is so, he's doing collabs with normani what the fuck is she doing yeah she's in her flop era honestly like i don't Ooh, know what's going on i said what i said whoa like normani was literally like there was so much hype for normani like post fifth harmony pre her true solo de- solo debut motivation that sickening basketball performance which was mm-hmm. really the cutest outfit of all time she was like that song with sam smith so much momentum and like this is what you're doing is flop you're like a tiktok term yes like, i really like it it's very descriptive right so like i'm not saying that this is the truth but people could say like you know speak now was taylor's flop era even what? though it wasn't f- it it wasn't who, the who that's me using it in a sentence who in the crumb it usually refer- refers to like a period of time or like an album from an artist it's just like they're doing the least like you know what katie perry's flop era bon appetit you say era yes. or era? I don't know. Say, I say whatever both. you want. Era. Era. Let's go get our eras parsed. <laughs> um, so yeah, really, like, this shit bothers me so much. Yeah. Yeah. And then don't be coming out of here, people being like, all, all in the comments, Claudia, you're against cancel culture. Yeah, cancel culture refers to people who say dumb shit on Twitter, not people who go out here beating up women. Like, you finding yourself defending someone who beats up women, like, you're the problem, girly. Look in the mirror. Committing crimes. Committing crimes, literally. Yeah. The Chris Brown of it all has always confused me. Yeah. 
and that's and that's my opinion and that's what you're here for to share your opinion yeah and i just have to say like if you don't like it um you're wrong so that's on you are you ready for our next story no because speaking of being wrong this is a message to everyone who's never used Canva Pro, baby. Canva Pro is back. Making content is an essential part of what we do to keep the yes, show it going. Is. It has not always been a seamless creative process. Jackie nor I are graphic designers. No. We don't even know barely how to use Photoshop. Like, But we have to be churning out content because we are literally number two on Spotify. Like, And you don't get there by not having premium content. And thanks, since we found Canva Pro, we can design anything like a pro on any device. Canva Pro is a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks. Designing with Canva Pro is amazingly fast and fun. You can choose from thousands of templates that are easy to customize or start from scratch. So when we make content, you know, quote cards, guest cards, announcing things happening, our schedules, every graphic you see on our Instagram is made on Canva Pro. It is so easy. We really don't really know how to like make stuff, but Canva Pro has these templates. You just plug in, change their name to Claudia, that name to Jackie. Boom, you're done. People think you have a fancy designer. Um, design like a pro with Canva Pro. And right now you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use our promo code. Just go to canva.me slash toast to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash toast. Canva.me slash toast. Okay, our next story, a little biz news that nobody wants to hear. Ted Sarandos, the CEO of Netflix, explained why Netflix will add new ad-supported tier to streaming service. Ted Sarandos is kind of hot. Ads are coming to Netflix. Yeah, he's not bad looking. He gives like Bob Iger energy. Like, you know, like Captain. Businessman of Bo. Even though I think think Ted has a wife, but whatever. Netflix never stopped me before. (laughs) Am I okay? Netflix is cozy. She really wants that special. I really do. Like, I would, I would do it. Like, hypothetically, like. If you had to. If I had to, like, I would do it. For a special. Like, I would go on a date with Ted Sarandos, wine and dine him. Okay, a date is yeah. different than. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm a married woman. But, like, I would give him a little of this, you know, like a little, hey, Ted. I'm not like other <laughs> girls. I would do it. Okay, good I have you. One thing about me, I have no scruples. That's good. None. You. Netflix's co-CEO Ted Sarandos is speaking at the Cannes Lion Advertising Festival on Thursday. He confirmed that the future of the streaming giant will include ads explaining the about face. Netflix has long been averse to advertising on its subscription service, but after posting disappointing figures last quarter, showing it lost 200,000 subscribers, the company Ooh. said it would... You didn't know about that? No, that's crazy. That's a, I know that they've been having Bad trouble. quarter for Netflix. I know they've been having trouble, but I didn't know 200,000 subscribers. That's so many. Yeah. In com- a quarter. Mm-hmm. The company said it would be introducing a less expensive ad supported tier to its service in a bid to bring in new customers he said quote we've left a big customer segment off the table which is people who say hey netflix is too expensive for me and i don't mind advertising he said on thursday speaking on the can lion stage with sway podcast host different sway different sway wow this is like this is with kara swisher so the morning like sway tech yeah everything's called sway sway house <laughs> he was in the sway house he said quote we're adding an ad tier we're not adding ads to netflix as you know it okay. today we're adding an ad tier for folks who say hey i want a lower price and i'll watch ads so that's like how they do it on peacock and paramount plus and i have to say i hate it because like me i'm always gonna go cheaper of option course. and then i'm like this fucking sucks yeah like, like why does this one have ads no and it's like i have to have paramount plus because that's where drag race is mm-hmm. and like i did the cheap one because i'm like a cheap whore and i was watching it, and i'm like this is literally p- like primal like this is so tacky yeah these commercials i could vomit 
So then I had to upgrade. And then it's just like, now it's just, it's really starting to add up. And I have to really evaluate like what services I can live without and which I can't live without. I can't live without HBO Max. They've become incredibly important to me. Mm -hmm. I really can't live without Hulu either. They've also become incredibly important to me. Desperate Housewives is on there. Glee is on there. Kardashians. Kardashians, obviously. Did you finish the season finale? You know what? I actually didn't. I watched it last week. I, I didn't watch the final episode. episodes. The fuck? No. The fudge? No, the fuck? Swear jar. The fudge is right. Like, I was, I was, I can't criticize them. Like, literally, it's not coming out of my <laughs> mouth. Like, no, give us more episodes. I, I was want more. It was good. I will say, like, there were so many things I loved about the show. There was a couple things I didn't like. And the lack of any content, like, literally 10 hours. We used to do, like, 22 crap episodes on Kardashians. I was disappointed by that. I was disappointed in the time slot. Um, I was disappointed in the lack of Kendall and Kylie. It felt I like a, a lot of the same. Disappointed in the jumping around. First it's Christmas, then Ken Kylie's giving birth in February, then we're like back in November. Uh, didn't like that. Yeah, so I know it's their first season on like a new style and a new streaming service, so I'll give them, I'll give them a pass. But But they need to come around to realizing like we're not stupid. Like, No, they've been trying to pull the wool over our eyes for a really long time. Three episodes ago, Kim was shooting SI Swim, which she shot in January. On the final episode, Chris is recording her Christmas song with Travis. Like, oh, even someone who's not obsessed with pop culture would be like, what is this timeline? Yeah, it's and they get called out for it and they like keep doing it and they think they're like getting better at it, but they're actually getting worse. But what's the point? What's the point? Maybe to make episodes equally interesting, putting like a really interesting thing and a boring thing together. Yes, but I also think Astroworld like threw them through a loop. This, like they had to, I think, edit a lot of the the show. Yeah. Because like Kylie content, they didn't want to seem insensitive. Yeah. So maybe like that's partially to blame. I don't know. Maybe next year. Here's what I don't understand about Netflix and ads. If you need to do ads on your platform, you should. Go ahead. But why not do like integrated ads? Like it's sponsored by... Spritz and like their spritzes in it, and like yeah. spritz, the advertisers will pay you to be in the product shows. placement. Product placement. I think Everybody they, likes product placement. I'm pretty sure they've been doing that forever. Like their original shows have tons of product placement, but I don't think it's enough to subsidize the company. Like, I think product placement is more powerful than an ad. I'm gonna skip through. I completely agree. Like traditional commercials, like YouTube ad breaks, like they're so old school and they don't work anymore. Like I love product placement, just like I love Spritz Society. Use code Toast. At SpritzSociety.com. I agree with you. Like, as two marketing queens, um, I think, like, traditional commercials are, like, not successful at selling products. Right. And, like, if I'm just watching Selling Sunset and, like, Christina's drinking, like, a cool, you know, sparkling cocktail, I'm like, oh, I should try that. Right. Like, that's really how it works, marketing and advertising. Yeah. So, free idea, Ted. I do think they do a little bit of it, but... I would suggest ramping more? that up. Yeah. It doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me at all. Except, you know what? It bothers me when it's like so obvious. Oh, when the yeah, housewives, Bravo. When Bravo had two housewives, Dorinda and Sonia, go see that Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway movie and sit down and talk about how the movie was so great because it's two powerful females just like them. Like, yeah, yeah, that was really bad. embarrassing. Or when they were like doing something with Privé, that like glam squad. Yes. And every time they would have an event, they would like have Privé come. Right. And that's actually a better integration. Yeah, because the girls were just, the makeup artists were wearing t-shirts and it didn't bother me but yeah. the movie was was a yeah, low that's point really bad that's how you knew we were headed for a recession <laughs> that was a low point in pop culture history yeah are you ready for another low point for our fifth and final story sure i don't know if there's you can sing oh, a song about this no one. i know i'm not singing jewel e-cigarettes will be banned in the u.s after a two-year review 
Jewel e-cigarettes will soon be off the shelves, at least according to a report that states the FDA is planning to ban the product from being sold in the U.S. The Wall Street Journal reports the FDA is gearing up to order Jewel to remove its products from the market following a two-year investigation. The report states Jewel had asked to keep the company's nicotine products in rotation. Jewel first came under fire nearly four years ago for marketing to young users with its sleek design and flavors, ultimately leading to a spike in vaping in underage people. The company has been hit with thousands of lawsuits in the U.S. and tried to turn things around by banning the fruit-flavored products, but clearly that's not enough for the FDA, which is reportedly taking things to the next level. Also, it's worth noting that other e-cigarette brands are still on the market with the FDA separating the two because those other products help people quit smoking, whereas Juul is very, like, teen-focused. But it's really, they're the same thing. It's just about how they've been marketing. The FDA is giving such Karen vibes here. Like, we're literally suffering a nationwide no. nationwide baby formula shortage, and you're, like, obsessed with e-cigarettes. Like, fuck off. Like, there's so many, there's so many things in this country that are so bad for us. No. Like, literally, video games with kids getting their heads blown off. Like, it's so stupid. Like, uh, fentanyl. Like, why don't you focus on that? Not fucking e-cigarettes. Fentanyl. No, literally people are dying of accidental fentanyl overdoses all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, work on that, bitch. Like, not fucking e-cigarettes that, like, just kids like to smoke in clubs. Like, all right, the kids might have a cough, but they'll be fine, okay? Maybe they have COVID. No, but also, like, they've made, they banned the fruit flavors, you know. Which made a huge impact. The age to buy them, I think, is probably at least 21. Like, all of these things that they can do. I think it's 18, but yeah. Okay, then make it 21. Yeah. Just like in New York, you have to be 21 to buy cigarettes. It's no. Just, no, you do. In this state, I believe that you do. I'm like almost 100% sure that's not true. Let's Google it. But yeah, let me Google it. But you can keep talking. Um, Go off, sis. Just get some baby formula on the shelves. Lower the price of gas. Deal with inflation. Yeah, no. Oh, you're right. It's 21. I huh. remember from my days. But can I just tell you, like, yes, Jewel was forced to stop selling all their flavors like years ago uh they literally still sell it in every vape shop there's like counterfeit ones being made they're being sold in from other countries like and that's nobody worse. gives a shit and that's worse that's and i true. really don't know how this jewel ban is how many people are actually going to stop vaping because of this ban instead they'll just get you know fakakta pods yeah. that actually might harm them in more serious ways that is such a good call like i just i don't really understand why they're like all up in everyone's business it's not like anyone's being forced to jewel it's a personal choice we live in a free country and I just think the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration, could be really focused on some of the issues going on in our country that people actually care about. No, like, like if we lived in a perfect world, like then you could focus on, you know, right. If we had no other problems, like maybe we should tackle, you know, smoking. But like get some baby formula on the goddamn shelves and then worry about Juul. No, but you know what? Like even with the Juul, I don't really agree with that. Like it's a choice. That too. It's a choice. Like we live in a free country and if I want to choose to vape and ruin my lungs, like that's my choice. Mm -hmm. And a food and drug, some freaks who work in the government, like shouldn't be able to tell me what to do with my body. And it's weird that some brands can stay and Jewel has to go. And yes. it feels... They've had this hard on for Jewel for years. It feels years. very like, you know, backdoor deals. Yeah. And Jewel is not the popular company in the class. Yeah. I just think like this is like unnecessary. And yes, maybe it's because I enjoy vaping and maybe that's just on me. But I also just think it's like nobody's business what you choose to do to your lungs. And I wish like the resources being put towards this moronic cause would be put towards worthy causes. And that's on being rational. 
Hundred percent, and I don't even vape anymore. And I think this is moronic and an overreach of mm. government regulation. One hundred percent. Look at us, and like you know being what? government girls. It kind of makes me want to jewel. <laughs> no, totally. Like, oh, I can't jewel. Bet you're on, bitch. No, now, when you say I can't do something, now I'm going to prove that I can do it. Right, because this is America. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I really could use a jewel right now. I think I might have an extra one in my purse somewhere. FDA, you've convinced me. Yeah. Look, Thanks, FDA. Look at your influence. <laughs> no interest. I had no interest before. But you, you get just, one for Harry. You just reminded me of how jewels are so No, awesome. you should get one for Harry. The FDA, <laughs> no, the FDA gave you that idea. Thanks, FDA. Um, I want to talk a little bit about The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Yeah, I would like for you to share your thoughts. And it's brought to you by Babbel. For all, <gasps> we are Babbel. You guys, we love Babbel. For all of your summer travels, whether you're going abroad or staying domestic and you want to immerse yourself in the culture, <laughs> now is the perfect time to start Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, there's still time to learn a new language before you reach your destination. So me and Ben are supposed to go to Italy, and the last time I went to Italy, I did not do Babbel, and that's how I ended up with the Bon Nuit situation. Mm. So I've started um, doing little podcast, little games on Babbel. It's really fun. It's really easy. And I just think if you're going to be traveling abroad this summer, like it's just not the smartest or safest thing to go to a country where you know none of the language. 100%. Like you can get lost. You can get pickpocketed. Like it's just you want to know what you're doing when you travel. So with mm -hmm. Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. You can start having real conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts. Their teaching method has been significantly proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages like Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Right now, save up to 60% off your subscri subscription when you go to babbel.com slash TMT. That's Babbel spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash TMT as in the morning toast. And that's for up to 60% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. You know who loves Babbel? Who? The campers, because they can all communicate. American campers yeah. and learning French and oh, Italian so through Babbel. Because she wants to connect with the international campers and she wants to stop having beef with them. Did you know that American camper is 12 now? Wow. She was how eight. Did, how do you she, figure that out? She was eight when she first when you was started. born. Okay, okay. And it's been four years. She was years. born eight years old. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A medical marvel. She was eight when she first went to camp. When she hopped on the scene. Yeah. Oh my God, I saw a TikTok today of like these girls at like a camp. It was like a classic camp, you know, like North... New England and they're wearing like their Sophie shorts and they're doing like a little TikTok dance outside the bunk and like it first of all made me so nostalgic for camp and then it also made me realize like how grateful I am I didn't go to camp in the TikTok age like we really got to like look ugly and like not give a shit but why are they on their phones these kids I don't know if for us like we had cell phones maybe like a little bit older but you were banned from bringing them to camp and you could live without cell phones back in the day I don't know if kids are going to camp without their phones now. What I remember is like kids bring their phones and they get them at call time. That's like what's going on but that present was like, day. That was like 10 years ago. That's what happened to us like 10 years ago. Hmm. That was a long time ago. I mean, there shouldn't be phones at camp. No, it's so nice. Like camp is so much fun. You don't need your phone. It's so toxic. You're out there getting fresh air, stimulating your mind. Kids' mental health these days are so toxic because of their phones. If I, if I, which I will send my kids to camp, like I want to find a camp that's a no phone camp. Yeah. It'll be, they'll hate me for it in the beginning, but they will be so grateful. Yeah. When they're, when they're home. Yeah. It'll be good for them. It will be. Okay. Beverly Hills. 
So most of the trip, uh, most of the episode took place on the boat trip. They got this like nice boat and Diana, I fucking hate Diana. What? Yeah. First of all, she's like, I mean, this isn't like a yacht. It's like a nice day boat. Like she was just being obnoxious and she like hates Sutton and I hate her because of that. It's just, it's like the same with Crystal last season. It's like Sutton you think is the weakest link and it's just not interesting to have strife with her no and she's just she's she's not the girl I thought she was like yes her life is really interesting but she's so condescending like mm-hmm. about her money and it's it's like kind of annoying that is annoying um and this is like might be like a really fucked up thing to say but like I don't think you should ever be condescending about money but like if you built your own business and like m- went from nothing to something all right I can understand how you feel like you could be condescending but like she married her money so let's just Let's be real. Yes, but the ex-husband did say that he couldn't get to where he was without Diana. Sure. Um, but he said it. No, for sure. And you said that he, No, me. he did say it, but, like, I think he's just a nice guy. Like, oh, that's was nice. Diana working at Barclays Bank? No. You never know. Okay. Um, but so what was really interesting about the boat ride was that Erica showed up on the boat ride, like, blackout. Like, mm. literally blackout. She was slurring, sleeping on the couch, talking to herself. She is Sonia Morgan. She was laying on the couch. We used to have a boat... We bought, docked it in Marina. It was called the Illegal, which is weird. Um, and she was just like going on and on about like old timey boat. And she was oh. giving Sonia Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she looked incredible. I kind of wish she wasn't that drunk. It was like maybe the best look I'd ever seen her really? in. Really? Her glam was so like natural and stunning. Her hair was pulled back in a low pony. She was wearing this really cute, I think it was Masoni cover up. And she just looked like fresh and young. Her body looked amazing because she literally fell asleep on the couch with her legs wide open. Her legs were like tan and smooth and gorgeous. And I was just like, I wish we could have enjoyed this look because she looked amazing. Like she, it was just, it was like a low key look. She's always doing the most. Yeah. So it was like this understated glam that I thought she looked really beautiful. Oh, I can't wait to see this. Um, But she, and all the women like thought it was funny. But then they were talking afterwards how she said she's on antidepressants and Garcelle was pointing out how like she's been like probably mixing alcohol with like the wrong pills and it's just like not a good cocktail and it wouldn't have been such a big deal because they're like on vacation and whatever but like she's just going through a lot and she said she's on pills and like now now you're it's not like funny it's like are we worried about Erica right and we've known Erica for a while now and that's not really Lisa Rana said for the seven years I've known her I've never seen her even close to this drunk so to be that drunk when you know she's at a low point is worrisome yeah um but some people like get really drunk all the time like by accident or you know what I mean right, like some no. people have like low tolerance yeah. or whatnot. but Erica's always been like a drinker but she's not been like a sloppy mess and that's what she was with her legs spread like mm-hmm. screaming obscenities like obscenities um, so the boat ride was like just really revolved around Erica what's her name Diana got stung by a jellyfish I enjoyed that um, Crystal oh and then there was like this weird moment like on the boat and then at dinner where like Erica and Sutton are like vibing hard like talking about how they're both southern and like their moms never showed them any love and then Erica went on this weird drunken rant about how like agriculture was life and if you didn't work you didn't eat and it was just like okay Erica um but then towards the end they went out to dinner on their last night and they're just like vibing and everyone's like talking about it um and they don't want people to be like talking about it and pointing it out they just want to like chat so I don't know what that means because uh Sutton was like the last time we vibed on that boat in wherever they went last season, you're in your confessional saying you hate me, but you're just like talking to me to make the trip nice. So like, I don't know if you're actually doing that now mm-hmm. or if you actually want to move forward. But for the most part, there really wasn't any confrontation. I'm ready for Erica and Sutton to move forward. Me too, because by the way, like they were talking about how um, Sutton met this guy on Bumble and was showing a picture of him to Erica. Like it was really cute because they're both like, 
newly single. I think that there's something there um, if they can get past it and if Erica can like stop being her villainous self, which she was not being this week, which I appreciated. Garcelle also brought up Denise because Garcelle's birthday party is next week's episode and she said, I am bringing Denise and Lisa Renna said she has to be in New York for Harry Hamlin's movie premiere. Um, but then Lisa Rinna was like, you know, I, I did reach out to Denise and apologized for how I acted and she said that she appreciated the text. And then Garcelle in her confessionals texted Denise and was like, did Lisa Rinna text you? And Denise responded, when? So I don't know if Lisa was lying or Denise just doesn't remember, but that was interesting. Um, and then the episode ended in like a weird like moment where they were trying to make more drama between Diana and Sutton. So they get back on the plane, you know, it's Diana's plane. And they're sitting at the four top, you know, two seats and two seats. Mm -hmm. And it's like Kyle, uh, Diana and Crystal. And Sutton's like, oh, can I sit here? There's one more seat left next to Diana. And Diana's like, no, go to your original seat. Like, sit the way you sat on the way here. She was like, oh, okay. Then everyone sits down. Like, they're all in different seats than they were on the way here. And Sutton's like so upset. She's like, I could have gotten my own plane. It was like so dumb. And Garcelle was like, yes, you could have. Like, trying to empower her. Like, it was so dumb. Um, but Diana, like, is fucking rude. Like, yeah. I, I don't like Diana. Like, I'm over her completely. Damn. Okay. I'm going to catch up. I'll probably feel the same as you because that's usually how things go around yeah. here. Um, but thank you for the recap. I feel kept it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. It wasn't like anything life changing. Oh, but you know what is life changing? Our interview with Craig Conover, which is yes. coming oh, up We next. didn't mention that the whole time. So we had Craig Conover in studio yesterday. He filmed a podcast with us. So if you're listening to this as a podcast, just keep easy listening. listening. Keep listening to our gorgeous Don't voices. Don't go anywhere. If you're watching on YouTube, it's only available as a podcast. So check it out on Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. He talked about the new season of Southern Charm. He talked about Naomi and Paige. He talked so much about Paige and just like how he's, she's made him a better man. It was so cute. He looked great. He was so cute. And he's so nice. Like, he really is the nicest guy. It was a pleasure. And Southern Charm premieres tonight, you guys. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. We'll be watching. Yeah, what else is on tonight? No, it's just Wednesday had everything. Yeah. Wednesday I like how, was Beverly I haven't Hills. watched The Real Housewives of Dubai. And I know that the three first episodes of Ultimate Girls Trip in the Berkshires just came out this week or today, and I just, like, can't really stress how little I, I want to watch either of them. Yeah. I, I will probably watch Ultimate Girls Trip, but I just feel like I know what it's about already. It's Vicky versus Dorinda, and it's just, like, messy versus messy. And it's, it's like... Vicky versus Dorinda, that's... Yeah, Vicky's like, why are we in this old smelly house? And Dorinda's, like, so offended by that, because that's what the whole season about is about, like, her offending her stately, her star at home. Oh, God. But I understand, like, the other women got to go to a villa in Turks and Caicos and we're at someone's house. Well, you're also, like, the B team. Right. I do. There are people I do want to see. Like, I do want to see Jill and I really do want to see Taylor Armstrong. Yeah, but I also feel like this Ultimate Girls trip is kind of an audition. I wouldn't be surprised if some people do come back from their shows if this goes well for them. Yes, 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 yes. So... We'll see. Could be starting lineup after this. So Southern Charm tomorrow and that's out on that. Oh, and you know what I watched? What? Hacks. <gasps> the whole season? Mm -hmm. What did you think? It was so good. It was just as good as season one. Like not it long was enough. Not, no, but it was perfect. The arc of the story was great. It let, like it was just as good. Usually the second season is a flop. Let down. Flop era. But I loved the storyline. And I'm sure like you felt very warm and fuzzy towards it. Touring. Because of the special too. Yes, it was. First of all, the, I think they really nailed what it's like to sell a special because it's fucking hard even if you're famous. I thought they nailed like tour life, like literally going to Lord and Taylor and drinking fountain soda. Like it was so good. My only complaint is that there wasn't enough Deborah Vance. Like we're getting to know so much about Ava and her chief of staff and the water guy. Who cares? Yeah. Literally who cares? I like that housekeeper though. I want Love. more of her. She's, um, what is she from? She's from something so iconic from our childhood. 
Yeah. Hold on. I think she's from The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. We're not going to let you go until we find out. Hacks, cast. And then, of course, the little brother from Ugly Betty. Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, and from, oh, he's from Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. I've got beef between my teeth. It would be lost without my floss. Iconic. What is the housekeeper from? She's in That's So Raven. Oh, yeah, she's a teacher. Thank you. Great. She's the teacher. Great. I feel so much better. I I love when that happens. She's also in Bad Teacher. Wow. Are you going to be okay? No. Oh, no. I'm curious how they will do the the next season. I know, because they should be separated. Hopefully it means no more Ava. That would be sensational oh and I loved like the moment when she decided to like go back spoiler alert go back to her roots and sell her special on QVC like that was so iconic yeah and then of course like she proved the concept and everyone came running with like millions of dollars but I just love that like her fans have always been there for her I just I loved it it was giving toast energy honestly it really was like it was giving Patreon it was giving Patreon like you know what like who cares what the big wigs think? Like, your fans are always here for you. You built a community. They love you. I felt, like, I honestly felt so connected to the show more than I did even last season. No, and the storyline. Also, I like the fact that, like, the jokes, in the beginning, like, they were fine. The crowd wasn't really with her. And you could sense that, because I was like, that's kind of a shitty joke. Yes. It's not that funny. And then, like, the jokes about, and by the end, like, they're Bangers. really great. Like, yeah. So good. So good. I loved it. Um, and I can't wait for the next season. And I can't wait for tomorrow because it's Friday. Oh, yeah. And it might be Friday. It might be Friday. You never know with these boys. One could get a tummy ache and not come to work. It's true. It's very you true. never know. Sensitive stomachs. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So if you're listening to this podcast, here is our interview with Craig Conover. If you're watching on YouTube, head over to the podcast app or Spotify and enjoy our little moment with Craig Conover. We love you guys and we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Welcome back to The Morning Toast. We are so excited to be sitting down with one of our favorite people. Honestly, one of the contributing designers to our studio. Yes. It is yes. Craig Conover sitting on a Sewing Down South pillow. Hey, girls. Thanks for having me. It's been a while since... I've been on the show and the first time in the studio. Yes. yes. Well, thank you for making it so gorgeous with your stunning pillows. I'm so flattered. I was saying my team watches y'all every day, and I catch you a lot too. Yeah. But to see the pillows in here is really cool, and it goes perfectly with your aesthetic. It does. And you, by the way, look amazing. And I have to believe a lot of that has to do with the lady in your life. Paige. Yes. Yes. I um I don't have the vision for the New York style mm-hmm. or just she's. She said it in a very nice way today. She said, Craig, I'm going to try to modernize your style. And I was like, I'm down for it. Because once I put these on, I was like, oh, that does look cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I first received the bag of clothes, I was like. You couldn't see it. No, I was like, these are sweatpants. <laughs> and, like, this, and I was like, it's just a white t-shirt. Right. And then yeah. I was like, if you can put an outfit together for me. And she was like, yes, you look cool. Have you changed the way you dress in Charleston, too, or just when you're in New York? No, I, I, I here's things that I've changed. I stopped wearing flip-flops with pants. I think that's nice. Yeah. And you know, I, I just didn't see how absolutely atrocious it was <laughs> until I did it up here. And right. I was like, okay, put some sneakers on Craig. No. And you can't walk around town with like your feet hanging out. It's disgusting. <laughs> yeah. Like you're going to literally get like, so, a disease. in Charleston, she's got a closet at my house now full of like her Charleston clothes. And she's really coming around to that style. To the Charleston aesthetic. Yeah. Oh, I'm More excited to see that. More colors. Yeah. A lot of colors, a lot of whites, um, some neutrals. And then up here, I'm getting used to doing just like, Whatever this is. It looks nice. It does look nice. And you're spending time here. Obviously, tonight is the season premiere of season eight 
of Southern Charm, so you did watch what happens live. Um, when you're here, you stay at Paige's apartment, right? Yes, yes. That is so cute. Yeah, I um, she's been gone to Italy for the last two weeks, so I've been in the apartment by myself and like know all the doormen and door ladies. <laughs> and um, so what we do is we have a key that I can pick up when I'm in town, but she could still tell the doorman not to give it to me. Of so course. Like, I don't have my personal key, but I have one. You That's know, that as they good. Having the doorman's permission is a without them having to call every time. That's yes. A That's New York fairy tale. A New York relationship milestone. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. So season eight of Southern Charm, you've been doing this forever. How does it feel now? I feel like you're in a much different place than you were in the last couple seasons. Obviously, Paige is in your life and we're all just like obsessed. Obsessed. Um, I hope you don't feel any pressure. Like we literally, if you don't get married, like we will be devastated. No, I mean, it is really nice that everyone likes your girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like the sewing down south is killing it. What's wrong with my sewing? You pass the bar. Like you're just in this great place and I imagine it's more fun to film that way when it's not all about like making fun of Craig. Craig. (laughs) It is but you'll see that um you know somehow that there's always something to uh to fight about and combat because I think you'll see a lot of the guys you know I had to take a step back from the Charleston scene and social world to really just focus on myself because I wasn't able to go golfing during the day and not it turn into you know a two in the morning thing right Right. um so I just really pulled back and hung out with myself and you'll see that some of the guys weren't happy about that Mm -hmm. um so there's a lot of conflict and conflict resolution this year the I'm excited because this will be the first show that Paige and I are actually dating on. Right. Because in Summer House, we were still figuring stuff out. Right. So this season opens up, you know, and we're boyfriend, girlfriend. You get to see us, like, you know, our day-to-day a little more. And is she there for a lot of the filming? A, a decent amount. Um, she was going through it last night in her head. She was like, okay, I was only there for that, that, and that. And I was like, we were there for that, too. And she's like, oh, man. Like, there definitely got to a point where she was like, I think I'm just going to stay in the city this weekend. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's different than, you know, going to someone else's show is a little different. And, you know, our cast is, all, like, our group of friends is all, they're all crazy. Yeah. Um, and you guys are really tight and, like, you've known each other forever. <laughs> yeah. So, the, and you, we've gotten to the point where we're just like, screw it. Yeah. Like, if we have a problem with someone, we just... Go for it. Yeah. So it's um, it's a lot. But you get to see the store, which I'm pumped about. You know, this is, you know, they didn't, they kind of gambled that Sewing Down South wasn't going to make it. Because yeah. I think a few people were still annoyed at the bar thing not working out in the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're not even going to follow this sewing thing. And so fortunately it worked out. And now this year they really catch up to and the. And you have a storefront now. Yes. Where is it? On King Street in Charleston. So. That's so, so great. Cool. Right across from all the bars that I went to in college. And like, it's yeah. like full circle. The old strip. You're yeah. going up. Are you going to o- plan to open stores anywhere else in the country? We hope so. I think we'd start with some pop-ups. Um, oh, cool. Maybe in Nashville or up here or Florida. But, um, you know, we're about to get into bedding. So like oh. bedroom sets and sleep pillows. So we're just, we're slowly expanding, which has been excited, exciting. So What's um, your best-selling product i mean our our, it's it's evolving which is great we just launched a poolside collection which is all outdoor pillows oh that's cool yeah so they don't fade and they're waterproof and all of that um and so each season is a little different i mean our holiday pillows just have been kill it they go bananas and Mm -hmm. we'll do christmas in july again in July. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yes. You think that's a good time to do it? Um, but we've got, uh, you know, pillows for all sorts of holidays. And uh, it's just been, 
it's been fun to do what I love and share that positivity with everyone else because you see so many people that are made to feel guilty about having a side hustle. What's wrong with myself? Yeah, or step it, you know, outside of that, you know, nine to five kind of. Yeah, um, and I'm sure there's formula. a lot of pressure, like with the platform that you have, to like make it at what you're doing and to like use the show in a beneficial way. And you know, because so many other people have had success with what they're doing, but a lot of people launch side hustles that don't. And I think right. people expect that if you have a show, that it should be a success. Yeah. But I'm sure there's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah, there is. My partner, we we do some talks around the country now, and Jerry's always like, you know you would assume just because you're on TV, it's really easy. And of course, it's a huge platform mm -hmm. and it is a huge advantage, but there's a lot that goes into it. And if you think about it, there haven't been as many Bravo products uh, as you may think. There are so many flops. Like, yeah, they're, like the ones that stick out are obviously like Skinny Girl. Yeah, like Bethany. There are a few, but then when you think how every season, literally so many of the Housewives or whatever shows are doing like a clothing line, a skincare line, and they never really come to fruition, you're right. It's like there aren't actually that many that are still standing. Right. And so we wanted to build a brand that was independent of myself. And, you know, when the show ends one day that there was an actual sewing down South following. And I think we've kind of gotten there. And totally. um, there were so many people that rooted for me that were like, we look like the dumbest person in the room right now sticking up for you. Please just like pull Make through. It work. Yeah. And so that's what sharing the store with all of those people that stuck with me has been really fun. Yeah. Are any of those people your cast members or just like people on the business side? Um, I mean, you know, Catherine always rooted for me and you always rooted for Catherine. Yeah. And she's, you know, she's, she's Catherine. Yeah. Um, I love her to death. You'll get to see some of the other guys on the show Eat and girls. Um, yeah, and their version of doing that, <laughs> I didn't necessarily agree with all of it. Um, some people maybe feel like they were responsible for my success because they pushed me. Oh, that's so obnoxious. A little bit. And uh, so you'll... Was you know. it Shep? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. That so sounds like the dumbest thing ever that only Shep would say. Oh, man. So, you you know, we, we butt heads a lot this year, the guys again, but you also get to see us going back and having fun. Like, mm -hmm. the, you know, there's a lot of laughing that I hope everyone gets to see. Um, but there are some crazy, there's like, there's a, there's a romance on the show this year that just the greatest writers in the world couldn't have thought of. So. Is it you and Paige? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we are yeah. a romance on the True. show. Well, what also is weird, and I think has a lot of people talking, is Naomi's back. Obviously, yes. she hasn't been on the show since for a while. And I think, well, at least what I saw from the trailers, like there's try, they're trying to make like a whole thing about Paige. And, and as far as I know, it's like they like each other, respect each other, get along decently, <coughs> as much as you can get along with someone's ex. Yeah, I thought Paige and her did an incredible job. You know, Charleston's a very incestuous place where everywhere you go, you're going to be around an ex. It's a very small town. And like in New York, Paige is like, I don't see my exes. Right. right. But she actually handled it and was open to it incredibly. And what people have to remember is, what your that Naomi thing was happening when Summer House was going on, right? So like that was when you know she was doing her thing, I was doing my thing. It ended up being incredible closure for me that I didn't know I needed. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you know she said that it was temporary comfort for her going through whatever she did in in New York. Um, and so obviously they were going to try to tease that and make it suspenseful. Right. But it had happened months before Paige and I started dating. Yeah. Um, so, you know, of course it stinks that I had to put Paige through that at the end of the day. Um, but it, you know, it all works out. And, uh, you know, Naomi handled it great. She called me 
to ask she I was the first call so she was like hey I know it's your show do you mind if I come back I could really use this and I was like sure you know okay. I think viewers would love that mm -hmm. and uh as long as you apologize to the people you need to yeah um you know because she kind of left town abruptly like, yeah and was you know kind of like screw everyone um and she you know she handled it right so Shep made a good point this week. He's like, we're in a society where if you mess up, everyone's so quick to be like, well, you're screwed. Like, right. that's it. Yeah. But like, you got to have some way to redeem yourself. Yeah. yeah. Because no one's perfect. So I thought you were so great on Summer House. Like, you brought this very calming energy. You were extremely level-headed and like very <laughs> rational about everything. And what I loved so much was that like so much of the storyline revolved around Dumois. And I heard... That you, I was talking to Austin about this when you guys were on stage um, doing your pillows and beer podcast. You thought that I was Jumois. No, Austin. Because of your April Fool's. Yeah, of course, of course. Like you believed it. Austin ran to me and was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, look at this. And I was like, I don't think so because she writes a lot of negative stuff about me. Right, right. And I knew it just didn't make sense. If it was you, I would be, I, I was like, I hope that's not true because I would feel a little betrayed. Of course. By them. And then I was like, you idiot, it's April Fool's. <laughs> right. Um, no, but Austin was like freaking out. He pays attention to so much of that stuff, but she was at one of our shows. And uh, she's, yeah, and she sent us a video to me on Instagram of the show. Did you see her? Um, no. Like so you didn't she, meet her? Someone asked the question, you know, how do you feel about moi? And I was like, look, I'm a capitalist, so, you know, whatever, <laughs> like, works. Right, it's your business. Props to you. Is it not that much fun for me sometimes? <laughs> sure, but I was like, I hope it doesn't change the way. What I've seen it have an effect on it is the way people treat us in public because instead of coming up to say hi, they just take Sneaky. a picture and their goal is to be on those right. sites. Right, and like yeah. write something in that might be a little more exaggerated than what they and, saw. And like, I, I was like, just don't keep it from saying hi. Like, don't keep you from saying hi. Still say hi. Mm -hmm. um, don't let it break that like personal kind of relationship. Um, and she was like, I guess your answer was okay or whatever. Mm. Because of course, I was trying to keep Austin from blurting Going out off. like, you know, screw her and yeah. everything. Cause in my head, I was like, this might be the person in the shadows might be. Right. That's her. so crazy that lurking crazy. at your show. How yeah. was that podcast tour? It was fun. Um, I'm still kind of shocked that we had so many people come, but mm -hmm. I mean, if BravoCon showed us anything or like right. my store days, I mean, you guys have done great with it. Like people want to come interact in person. Um, it's funny doing it with someone that's so different than you. Like I love Austin to death, but it is really a yin and a yang. Yeah. Um, and Austin kind of needs fresh material every show. Some people like to do like, you know, rinse and repeat and yeah. kind of, but Austin's like, I need to be stimulated mm -hmm. at every show. So it was a little bit of work, Yeah. but we got incredible feedback. We broke a lot of the venues, alcohol sales records, oh, yeah. sure. which they love. They're like, yeah. it's Tuesday night. Like right. what the hell is going on? Right. Um, so we're going to go on tour at the end of the summer. Uh, we're going to do like a Texas leg in, nice. in the Southeast. So Killing it. Yeah. Oh, you know, we were talking about you on the podcast a little while ago because your book came out and you opened up about how early on in the seasons you were like relying kind of unhealthily on Adderall. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that and like how you moved past it? Yeah. <coughs> you have COVID? <coughs> yeah. <laughs> No. It's like a third cough. Um, Tell Dumois. <laughs> we have to like, anytime we're in New York doing NBC stuff, we have to get tested like no. every uh, day. No, I was kidding. I know, but 
that's it's crazy. It was, it's not a throaty cough. It's I'm like, always it's like, like dry, in your throat. Dry, yeah. yeah. Um, so my Adderall, yeah. I mean, that's what writing the book was basically one giant therapy session for me because I've never done too well with therapy. Um, I believe in it, but I've never gone back to a therapist twice. Like yeah. I've always just been like, why am I here? <laughs> I completely just profiled myself. I told you everything wrong with me and you're just listening. I yeah. need to be, I guess I need to stick with it probably. But the book really made me look in the mirror and I had no idea how many facets of my life were affected by Adderall. Mm. Like looking back and telling these stories, I was like, Oh, well that happened because I was like strung out on Adderall and all of this stuff. So, you know, it happened in law school. Um, but I really didn't have a problem with it until Naomi and I started to break up and kind of that last year of our relationship, you know, when you have that second half of relationships, it's not that fun mm -hmm. and it's stressful. So I started to take Adderall as my happy pills because if I was taking Adderall, I wasn't stressed. Like it shuts down the emotional side. Right. So I was like focused on sewing or gardening or whatever it may be. Um, and, and were it, those the scenes we saw you like just not getting out of bed till late and your house was a mess? Yeah. And I wanted to blame it on producers, but they were like, but you were in bed till late because I would just go until I crashed. So mm -hmm, I'd go to bed right. at sunrise. Um, and you just don't, Adderall's a tricky one to really realize that you're hooked on because it's supposed to make your life so much easier. And for a lot of people, it does for a long time. Right. And then all of a sudden, this thing that helped you do so well earlier in life is kind of this devil in, in your closet. So I was in the Bahamas when we were spearfishing and there was a shark in the water and I couldn't hold my breath because I had stupidly like taken Adderall that morning just because it was a habit. Right. So I couldn't hold my breath to go down and like warn my friend that there was a shark in the water. And that was the day that I was like, all right, you got to like Chill. stop. Yeah. So I stopped taking it in the Bahamas. But then as soon as I came home and started filming again, I started taking it and I was like, I do not want to go down that road again. So I just like quit cold turkey. But, um, so many people have come out of the whatever. I don't know why I would say cornfield. That doesn't make any sense. The woods. Out yeah, of the yeah, the cornfield. Uh, celebrities, some famous people, and been like, hey, I've never talked to anyone about this, but it affects my marriage. It yeah. affects my relationship with my kids, and I don't know who to talk to. So as soon as I found out that people were kind of being helped by me mm -hmm. telling my story, I was like, I guess this is my penance of being like, so crazy for so long. Like, yeah. So it's been three years since I've touched a Adderall pill. That's great. That is great. Yeah. And it's great that you're talking about it because clearly, you know, it's something that affects a lot of people that they don't talk about. And I feel like for Adderall, like with like law school or college and reality TV, it's like they're the two places where it's very much part of the Accepted. culture. Yeah. You know, especially when you're filming a show and you have to drink and then you have to get up and then you have to be on and like it's probably very easy to fall into those And patterns. you have to talk about like stuff and yeah. it, be honest and truthful and it's like, yeah, it kind of, it made it a lot easier to, you know, to film, but that was on me because a lot of times you have to talk about things you don't want to talk about right. and Adderall, you know, you take an Adderall and you're like, actually, let me tell you everything about yeah. everything. But, um, <laughs> you know, I should have, Shep always said you shouldn't take it unless you have a test to study for. And that was true. So, mm -hmm. um, Shep with the wisdom. I mean, everyone, I think it was out of the woodwork. Out of the woodwork. <laughs> Not the cornfield. Yeah. But if they wanted to come out of the cornfield, we'd let them. Yeah. We, you know. <laughs> um, before we let you go, what can we expect this season? Um, the trailer was not kind to Shep. The trailer was not kind to Shep. Shep's going to have a tough, um, you know, season. He's, it's, um, we're all pretty you know, they know just how long of a break to give you 
from the last season mm-hmm. for that. You come in and you're like, yeah, let's do this again. And yeah. like, let's not have our guard up. And Shep just, um, you know, I yell a lot this season. Like, of <laughs> course, it's not going to be easy for me either. Um, but he's going to have, you know, a tough time. And him and Taylor are still together, which is great. And they just went on an awesome trip. Um, but reliving. So there's a lot of conflict resolution on this season, like I said. But there was a lot of conflict. And when you have to relive that conflict, everyone handles it a little differently. And so. it just brings up, like, the emotions that you buried right. a year ago. Right. So yeah. I tried to watch the first episode and I made it 10 minutes in and I like got angry <laughs> and like almost wanted to like, you know, rage text the producer. And I was like, this is why you don't watch Craig. Right. Like go like, and as soon as I put my phone down, I was like, yes, if you can't handle it, then don't do it. Yeah. Um, but Paige watched it and she was like, it's fine. So I was like, as long as you're good, then, then I'm good. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see it. Me too. And we are just so happy. Thank you for coming. Of course. Please give Paige. Our, our best, our well, regards. And maybe I'll come back in a couple of weeks when we can talk about some bombshells that come yes. out. Yes, love that. This couch is always open to you, Craig. There we go. Love it. Um, well, tune into the new episode of Southern Charm that premier- premieres tonight on Bravo. Check out Sewing Down South for some glamorous pillows, pillows and beer podcast, your book. Pillow you just talk. got a lot going on. It's mogul energy. Mogul energy. There we go. Yes. And thank you guys for listening. We'll see you on tomorrow's episode. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.